Hello, my name is Michael Parsh, and I'm your reactive host for this podcast, Living in a Michael Parsh World. Welcome to episode number 12. In this episode, I'll talk about my thoughts that all generated from a quote that I saw, saw from someone named Charles R. Swindle. And that quote is, I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. Today's episode is brought to you by the letters Q, A, and Z, and the number 2023, and the random phrase, a chip on your shoulder. Now, for those of you that have listened to the podcast before, the random phrase really is now just a random phrase in the introduction to the podcast. I'll no longer be trying to put the phrase into my podcast, I don't think. It's just a random phrase that I may talk about it. I'd actually like to know about where the entomology of a chip on my shoulder came from. Not sure where it is. We may get to it in this episode. We may not. That might be some bonus material um, that we get to. Anyways, let's get started. So the idea for today's podcast came about from the quote I read earlier. And that quote, again, from Charles R. Swindle. First of all, anyone whose name that has a name a letter and a last name you must be able to listen to them i mean somehow you're not just a regular person i'm not just michael a parsh because i mean that would be i'm an a parsh which i am i'm you know whatever anyways charles r swindle it's a real person um and blah what was i going to say Today's podcast is all about me exploring what that that quote means to me. So life is 10% what happens and 90% of how I react to it. It seemed to, to resonate with me. So let's let's get into it. But first of all, let's talk about why the episode is brought to you by the letters Q, A, and Z. For those of you familiar with the keyboard, Q, A, and Z are the three letters on the left-hand side of the keyboard. They're my, they used to be my favorite letters when testing applications because it was easy, quaz, quaz, quaz. Um, that's why the, today's episode is brought to you. They have nothing to do with the content of the episode. They have everything to do with the historical use of the letters Q, A, and Z in my life. So where did where did this quote come from? So one of my goals, I think I've talked about it, before uh, for 2022, that's so last year, was a digitization exercise. And at just a pause here, I still can't say the phrase or word digitization without slowing down, thinking about it, and saying that word. I don't know why, I just can't say the word digitization without slowing down because I stumble over my letters. Um, anyways, as part of my digitization exercise for 2022, I, I went through a number of tools and I ended up uh, using a tool called Notion. One of the things I've done as a technical geek is I've put widgets into, into Notion, um, into my daily journal. Um, so I have a daily journal in Notion that I write and there's a, there's a widget in it that pulls up random quotes. And I was... I don't know when, sometime in January, maybe it was even December, not really sure. I pulled up a random quote, and it was the quote by Charles R. Swindle, 
And it got me thinking about, you know what? Actually, I could do a podcast episode just on the thoughts that come out of that quote. And so here we are. So that's our journey from digitization journey in 2022, creating, uh, doing some technical, you know, putting in some some widgets because I'm a technical geek and I like to do that sort of thing. And, um, you know, who knows where this trend is going to lead. I may see other quotes in my daily journal that will lead to a podcast episode. Or I might just have random thoughts throughout the house, maybe over in the kitchen, or maybe in the backyard, or maybe on the toilet. Who knows? Who knows where these random thoughts will come from, where the source of these random thoughts are. But if you ever hear an episode, no, I'm not going to go there. Anyways, so let's just see where this goes. All right. So first of all, who is Charles R. Swindle? Again, I like the name. So I googled Charles R. Swindle, and Charles R. Swindle was born in 1934. So for most of our listeners of the podcast, except if your name ends in A, most of our listeners were not born in 1934. That's a long time ago. And he was an evangelical Christian pastor, author, educator, and radio preacher. So maybe he's like an early version of me. So since my podcasts are kind of like the equivalent of a radio broadcast, let's just, for the sake of argument, assume that Charles R. Swindle is an early version of me. Christian pastor, author, educator. Okay, except for the Christian pastor, the author, and the educator, and the preacher part, we're, we're pretty much just the same. So he founded uh, a, an organization, or yeah, an organization called Insight for Living, which is headquartered in Frisco, Texas, which airs radio programs of that same name on more than 2,000 stations around the world in 15 languages. Oh my God, 15 languages! Maybe I need to. Maybe that should be a, a something I do with the interpretation software is to start interpreting my languages and get it out there in 15 different languages. Well, the podcast, that'd be interesting. So when I read his bio and I realized that I'm never going to read his book because he's a Christian pastor and preacher, um, I thought, well, maybe I need to take a look at, at, at the quotes that he's done and see if any of those resonate with me. So, uh, you know, again, that quote, I'm convinced that 10% of life is what happens to me 90% of how I react to it. You know, this this quote is kind of a powerful reminder that our attitudes and reactions are more important than the external circumstances that come into us. And I think that that resonates with me. At least that resonates with my with my thinking brain. Like, yes, I need to measure my reactions. They don't always come out that way. Sometimes you just get a, a guttural reaction that comes out. Um... Our attitudes and our reactions can shape our lives and our relationships, and it's up to us to choose how we respond to those things. And it also reminded me that that we can take charge of of our attitudes, lives, and then we should we should really try to make our reactions not so much rooted in anger, bitterness, or resentment, but in grace and understanding. That is the goal. It's not always the case. Sometimes our reactions are uh, intense and on 
at a particular point and they're not with a lot of thought. And for some of our listeners, you know that there's sometimes not a lot of thought that come out of the words and expressions that come out of my brain. But when I sit back and think about it, I'd like to be more intentional in what I say. Um, so the longer I live, the more I realize that my attitude towards my reactions, towards my life, attitude is more important than actually what happens. So something in that quote um, and its reactions got me thinking that it, it really stuck with me. I, I don't know why it just immediately stuck with me. And the more I read about the more I Googled my research tool of choice, um, the more it, it kind of stuck with me. So reactions are more important than past, than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failure. This, what am I talking about? I'm just rambling on, reading words I've written down that I don't remember the context to. Such is my life. So there are, you know, we kind of have a choice every day when something happens to us regarding our attitude and how we embrace that. You know, you can't change the past. You can't change what's happened to you externally. But again, that's only 10% of your life. 90% is your reaction to it. So if you, if you lose a job, your reaction to it is, okay, fine. I'm going to spend time doing this and that, and I'm going to you know, realign myself and, and, and take charge. Those, those are all positive actions. Um, and to be honest, I've not always been good at my reactions. And by that, I mean that my reactions are not always, have not always been measured and they're sometimes vitriol. Um, but if I were to be able to control every single reaction, it would be measured and controlled, and and I would I would you know sort of judge my life based on how I reacted to things. So how do you control your reaction to an event? So I did a little bit of research. This is not all just me. I thought I would actually provide some value back, not just my ramblings. So um, it's pretty pretty clear if you if you. If you're following my train of thought, then controlling your reaction to an event is one of the important skills that you can learn. It can help you to remain calm, composed in difficult situations, and make decisions that are in line with your values and goals. That, that sounds like nirvana, right? That sounds like, yes, I, every decision I make is aligned with my values and goals, which I've defined, and everything is good. Life's not always like that, but, you know, if you can... Take a moment, pause, and try to react based on the way you want to react, then you're probably good. Usually when there's a crisis going good, when there's a real crisis going down, I can control my reactions. I don't know what it is, but if, if, if shit hits the fan, somehow I can, I can find the control of my reactions. I can find a measured and intelligent response. And in fact, it's easier... To, for me to respond in crisis, and these are minor, my small little crisis situations, than uh, in everyday things. There are several strategies that you can use to control your reaction to an event. 
The first is to practice mindfulness. So mindfulness is the practice of being aware of your thoughts and feelings in the present moment without judgment or attachment. And the, so this can help you stay in control of your emotions and react in a more mindful way. Mindfulness not only helps when the specific event has happened, but the more you apply mindfulness attitude and practice in your life, the more measured your response is when something happens. So mindfulness kind of builds up this, this calm mind, um, peaceful mind, very, very kind of Buddhist um, kind of principles. And that may sound heavy even for Michael Parsh, but it's true. The, the, I, I have practiced mindfulness. It has helped my mind stay calm and has helped me be a better human being. Um, another strategy besides mindfulness is to take a pause before you react. So just to take a pause, whether that's a second, a minute, an hour, a week, a day, well, maybe not those last ones, but just to take a pause, taking a few moments to consider your options before you think through the situation and make a better decision. Um, you can also practice reframing your reactions. Reframing is the process of looking at a situation from a different perspective. This can help you see the situation in a new light and can help you identify more constructive ways to react. Now, to be honest, reframing, I'm shitty at. I see things typically in one frame of mind and I can't get my head out of that. Um, I'm, I'm terrible at that, but that's something I think I'm working on. Um, reframing uh, my look at things. And so by implementing things like mindfulness and pausing and reframing, you can learn to control your reactions and make more informed decisions in uh, difficult situations. So I'm going to take a bit of a break, grab some, grab breakfast and be right back. I said I'd uh, grab some breakfast and be right back. I lied. Uh, I'm going to go grab breakfast and um, I don't know what I want for breakfast. I think I'll probably just have some bread, peanut butter and jam. Uh, and I think I might refresh some coffee. Coffee certainly sounds like a wonderful idea. And I think I'm going to go do that. I think that'd be useful. Maybe I should pause and reflect. Yes, I think I'll go do that. All right. Going off to get some breakfast. And I'm not really trying to fill some time in this podcast, but I'm kind of just rambling. Welcome to the rambling section of today's episode. This is the, episode, the part of the episode where I ramble about nothing. For those of you that uh, live in the same household as me or have lived in the same household as me, you know there are times when I ramble and ramble and make no sense and talk about nothing in particular. This happens to be one of those times. Uh, it's not that I like the sound of my own voice, although I... I I don't mind the sound of my voice when it's first coming out of my mouth. I do mind the sound of my voice when I've heard it recorded. I'm not sure why that is. It, to me, it just sounds annoying. Um, and I'm glad I don't live with myself to hear myself rambling on and on about what I'm going to get for breakfast. Because it's been like almost 90 seconds now and I actually haven't said a word that's useful to this podcast, to life, the universe, or everything. So, time to get some breakfast. Bye for now. All right, folks, we had a little bit of a technical situation there. Luckily, there was technical people on staff 
that can help with such situations. Thank you, myself. You're welcome, self. As as a um, um, as an aside, I was asking, I was thanking myself and for doing the work. There was a course I took in second year university. I was in applied math engineering. I took um, an abstract algebra course, and the teacher's first name was John. Gosh, I can't remember his second name. Anyways, there'd be times when uh, we'd be doing something and he would say, all right, class, ask yourself, self? And he would put something in. And and we all did it. We all, you know, we would be sitting in the exam and be like, okay, so the situation, ask yourself, self, self. And he would go on. Anyways, that just reminded me of that. I'm going to have to ask people this summer and fall when I get together with people from my class for our 35th reunion. So um, the, this is a, a little uh, advertisement for Queen's Homecoming. Uh, it's the fall of 2023. Science 88 will be there. We will be having a great time. So please come out and join and, and watch the festivities. Back to our podcast, How to Reframe a Situation. All right, so um, I thought I would uh, teach myself or think about how to reframe a situation since I kind of suck at it. So how do you do that? So um, this is this is like self therapy. So I did I did some research, folks. I used the interweb, and reframing is the process of looking at a situation from a different perspective. So this can help you have a more constructive reaction to a situation. It can help you identify more creative solutions. Sounds good. Love to do this. So to reframe a situation, start by taking a step back and looking at the situation objectively. I'm tripping over my words because I'm reading them, folks. Um, Ask yourself what you can learn from the situation and try to identify any positive aspects of the situation. Okay, so I pause. I take a look at the situation. I look for some positives. Next, try to identify any patterns or common threads that might be influencing your reaction. Ask yourself if you're reacting in a way to similar situations or if you're reacting in a way that is unhelpful or irrational. What if I'm talking to idiots? Like, does that count? Like, if do I need to reframe it? Oh my gosh, you were not an idiot. You were just a Republican. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I'm going to go with that. And you finally you try to come up with a new way of looking at the situation. Consider how you would respond differently and how you might lead to a better outcome. So reframing obviously takes practice. So I'm going to commit here in, in front of our millions of listeners to try to reframe situations to the best of my ability. All right. So after you're reframing, obviously there's sort of this time where you can reflect on how the reframing went. Wonderful. That sounds so easy. Why is it so difficult for me? Likely because I I take a direct approach um, to a situation. I just come out of that way. Oh, excuse me. All right, folks. I think we've kind of reached the halfway point of our podcast today 
today's <coughs> let's take a look at the backpack of ideas that we talked about so the first idea was um i can't remember oh yes it was all started with charles r swindle um and this is, has nothing to do with the great rock and roll swindle uh, movie put out about sex pistols this is charles r swindle um, who was born in 1934, I think. Anyways, um, it's all all about our reaction to events, and I, I took us through that process. I, I talked a little bit about mindfulness. I talked a little bit about, about reframing. So here we are, midpoint of the episode. We're gonna get we're gonna carry on right to the second half. I think the second half's going to be a little bit shorter. Another quote that Charles R. Swindle talked about was grace has to be the loveliest word in the English language and grace the word grace embodies almost every attractive quality we find in others grace is a gift of the humble to the humil to the humbled I don't know what that means and I started I saw this quote about grace being the loveliest word in the English language and I thought yeah Let's do some more research on what he talked about. Well, this is where we differ. He took an approach that grace is a Christian word. That, you know, it's, it's God's grace and God's and, and the gift of, of that. And I thought, wait a minute. Grace as a concept of being graceful about, you know, have like a gra- showing grace in your response or grace in your attitude. That's not necessarily a Christian concept. So this is where myself and Charles R. Swindle seem to part ways in our thinking. Um, I think I need to focus more on grace. And um, and for those of you listening, that's not Grace the person. If there's any people listening that are named Grace, I am not focusing on you. I am not stalking you. But I'm focusing on grace, the concept, not grace, the person. I hope I hope I didn't offend anyone by, by uh, thinking that I was talking about grace, the person. I think I'm going to focus more on grace. I think I'm actually going to write that into my 2023 goals and focus statements. Actually, I already did. Um, I'm doing this podcast in retrospect of having done that. But it sounds more interesting when I go, yes, I'm going to go do that positive action as opposed to, yeah, I already did it. Um, here's another quote that I think is quite amusing. amusing. So this is a, another quote by Charles R. Swindle. As you can tell, I love saying his name. Each day of our lives, we make deposits in the memory banks of our children. Um. And I'm pretty sure that when he wrote this quote, before I was born, likely, that he was not thinking about the kind of thoughts that I would be depositing in the memory banks of our, of my children or of anyone else. You know, it's a positive thing. Oh, every day of our lives, we make deposits in the memory banks of our children. What a lovely novel concept. We depart our wisdom and our thinking and our understanding no, I sing about the chicken man. I sing about green eggs and ham. I, these are the memories that I'm depositing in the memory banks of our children. And I, just to be clear, I'm pretty sure that a Christian evangelical preacher would not want me depositing the thoughts that I'm 
putting in the memory banks of my children or any children. There's things that come out of my mouth that end up in the memory banks of children or people that a Christian evangelical preacher, another word I'm tripping over, would not want me to. Anyways, um, you know, having taught Sunday school for four years um, and then later leading a youth program for decades, I'm pretty sure that some of the ideas and deposits I made into some people's memory banks are not what Charles R. Swindle had in mind. Um, but, you know, in 2022, the year I discovered that I was a meme, I think that it is my goal to make deposits in the memory banks of people and children and 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 their children and their children's children and their children's children children. I want people I come across to have an idea and thoughts in their memory banks from my head because that will mean that I will be slowly taking over the world with my my thoughts living in a Michael Parsh world we will become a greater this 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 idea that spreads like a virus across the planet although it's not a virus it's a positive virus there must be a word for that um so for any of the thoughts that have come across in this podcast episode or other podcast episodes or for those of you that have met me in person those of you that have had the extremely uh lucky pleasure to have met me in the person in person in the person you're welcome those thoughts that are from my head in your memory banks that you just can't get rid of um you know like for example me running around in a banana hammock if you can't get that image out of your head michael parsh in a banana hammock if you can't get that thought out of your head michael parsh in a banana hammock um well, that's too bad, because that is now stuck in there. It's ingrained. You, it can't be removed. It's in a permanent part of memory. I just accessed a permanent part of your brain to put the image of me in a blue or gold, not sure which, banana hammock. Someone made a felted character of me. I'm wearing a blue banana hammock. I'm still thinking it's probably gold, because it's got to match my jacket. It's got to match my, my GPA, my Golden Party Appliance. So I think this would be my I, a Golden Banana Hammock would be my second Golden Party Appliance. Stick that in your memory bank. Deal with the therapy that comes as a result of that. Good luck with that. So I would like to take this opportunity to thank Charles R. Swindle for the idea for this podcast episode. Um... Thank you very much. I don't, I, you know, you have generated a couple of ideas, some positive, some that are going to leave some lasting scars in our listeners, like Michael Parsh and a Golden Party Appliance banana hammock. That's going to be permanently ingrained in your heads, and you're not going to be able to get the image of that out of my head, out of your head. I mean, just see me frolicking down the street here on Benedict Lane East, or frolicking down St. Osef Boulevard. You'll notice I've named, changed the names of the streets around here so you don't know where I live. Can you imagine that? So thank you again for Charles R. Swindle um, for helping me put all this together. So again, to conclude, 
to wrap up, I, I thought I'd wrap up the whole reaction thing. So the whole thing started by that, you know, your life is 10% external things that happen to you, 90% of your reaction. So my three ways of controlling your reaction to events is maintaining a mindfulness practice, trying to pause before reacting, and practicing reframing. So I'm committing to practicing reframing. So here's hoping um, that as I think about the reasons to control my reactions, that I don't actually react negatively to a situation. You never know. Anyways, special thanks again to Charles R. Swindle. This episode is brought to you by the letters Q, A, and Z, and the number 2023. That's 2023. That's this year. And the random phrase, a chip on your shoulder. I did not use the phrase, a chip on your shoulder, during the episode. Sorry for that. If you uh, if you want to lodge a complaint, um, I believe our complaints mailbox is bite me hard at parsh.net. That's bite me hard at parsh.net. You send any complaints to that email address, they will be expunged. Okay, yeah, so long, and thanks for all the fish. And thanks to Charles R. Swindle from me, Michael Parsh, your reactive host of this podcast, Living in a Michael Parsh World.